Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Angel Connection, a weekly show about all things angelic with your host, international healer and author, C.J. Martins. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Angel Connection, a weekly show about all things angelic, with your host, international healer and author, C.J. Martins. Good evening, all my angel friends. This is C.J. Martis, and you're listening to the Angel Connection show on Friday, February 22nd. Wow, we're already heading into March. I hope everybody had an amazing week. We, If you've watched any of the national weather in Kansas City, Missouri, we've got about a foot and a half in snow. So I've been snuggled in uh, for the latter part of this week because nobody's really going anywhere. Tonight I welcome my guest, Daniel Gutierrez, who will be discussing the topic, Stepping into Greatness, which I, I love that phrase, Stepping into Greatness. Uh, with me, and you know, I I really excited about the show topic because as we move into these new energies of 2013, I feel we all have a greater opportunity to do just that: step into the greatness and the authenticity of who we truly are. And that's what this show is all about: is helping people to do that, as well as uh, getting this message and things from the angels every week, uh, like like I do. I have a quick announcement: uh, the paperback version of Angel Incarnate One Birth is now available. I am breathing easier, and it's out. If you visit my Facebook page, though, um, or the website, there's a two dollar off coupon code for uh, show listeners. So check it out at www.angelincarnate.com. I have a couple of prayer requests. I asked you to pray, uh, you know, for a young uh, boy uh, named Tyler, but he has passed along to the angels in heaven. So we ask that you pray uh, for him and his, you know, and his transition, as well as his family who's dealing with the loss of a very bright light. And I ask that you offer prayers for Robert, who's in the hospital, so that he can uh, recover quickly and get home to his family. Remember, if you want to submit prayer requests, I'll be more than honored to uh, read them on the show. Uh, you can send those to me through Facebook or cj at cjmartis.com. Well, like every week, I have an inspiring story. You know, I love to talk about people who behave as angels. And this was actually quite a very serious situation. A gentleman has uh, was driving, and he witnessed a car kind of behind him that kind of got, you know, bolted past him and, and is swerving everywhere. And he watches up ahead as this car pulls in the driveway, and it's one car chasing the other. And this man gets out of the first car. Two women jump out of the other car, and they're running away from this man who's trying to attack them. And so the Good Samaritan actually pulls down this driveway, gets involved, and it looks like it's going to, like that's going to dissuade this man from uh, attacking these two women. And um, so he ha- was in the process of dialing 911, and so he ends the 911 call, but the minute he puts it in reverse, tries to pull back out of the driveway, the guy starts again. So he calls 911, points the officers in the direction, and saves uh, the woman and her uh, teenage daughter, who did get serious injuries. And so if he hadn't been there at the right time, then these ladies would have lost their life. It would have been a very unfortunate situation. So I want to give blessings to the Good Samaritan who saw something happening and didn't let it go to where it could have could have gone. And so, you know, the, the officers in the story arrested, we have no doubt that the daughter's life was saved thanks to the Good Samaritan's persistence and willingness to get involved. So we never know, do we, when we might be that Good Samaritan, that angel that appears through synchronicity at the right and being at the right place at the right time. And we need to help each other out. And so kudos to this particular um, Good Samaritan. It's just a wonderful story to read. 
Well, as I know everyone is always anxiously waiting, the angels have a, a very detailed message about what's going on. I know uh, that the energies have been intense, so without further ado, this is the angel message from the Seraphim for week of February 22nd. Dear ones, we know that many of you are trying to adjust to the intensity of energies that have been entering the world so far this year. We wish to speak about this adjustment and how to better prepare, take advantage of a new opportunity and heal residual pieces of old traumas that may still be lingering. Awareness of these new frequencies can either be a direct understanding, or for many of you it may manifest in a more subtle fashion, such as you may have an inner knowing that something amazing is about to happen or change. You may feel like you're being uncovered for the first time in many years. Perhaps you have a desire to return to hobbies that made you happy once upon a time. Maybe you just feel that things are different somehow. You can't put your finger on it. Or you may find that the circumstances in your life suddenly change course or direction. In whatever way you may be experiencing the flow of these energies right now, you're in the midst of a process of divine expansion every day. The intensity of this expansion can be truly bring new and greater opportunities for you to reach your goals. You can more effectively manifest your personal dreams at this time if you can clearly envision them and have faith in your ability to create them. What can make it hard for you to ride the waves of this transformational year is your resistance to change. When a minor or major change happens, what's your initial reaction? Do you willingly accept the need to change your course, or do you ultimately see and believe the worst outcome about your experience? As you continue to adjust to the new energies in the world, you may find that it's harder to plan things in great detail or find that more often than not something occurs to modify or stop a plan in some way. When you experience every, expect everything excuse me, to happen in exactly the same way in which you planned it, you can find yourself overcome with sadness, disappointment, or disillusionment. When you make plans this year, you may wish to install or instill a greater flexibility in the way that you think about these plans rather than having a rigid expectation, which you will find leads you to nowhere. Since you cannot control external events or even the experiences of other people, you can expect that you will need to modify your course more often, um, much more frequently than you would have in the past. With individual life pathways shifting, shifting so rapidly, it's vitally important to accept changes as they occur. You do not have to like whatever happens, but it's crucial for you to cultivate a level of greater acceptance in your daily life. If you are able to ride this wave of universal transformation, then we recommend that you continue to stay in the present moment as much as possible, and you can expect your level of abundance will increase at all levels, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. You will find that you are experiencing more moments of happiness, well-being, and contentment rather than its opposite. So the more you are able to remain flexible and go with the flow rather than resist it, the easier you will achieve your goals. If you are currently experiencing emotional upheaval, then it's most likely due to an inner rigidity that you are struggling with, difficulty with acceptance of whatever is happening, or an unwillingness to surrender and let go. We know that this level of change and transformation can be unsettling and challenge your ego's wish to have control over outcomes and others. It's important to recognize these resistances in yourself so that you can make new choices and open to more potential in your life. We, of course, hope that you have a magical week. Please take more time for your needs and know that we are always a thought away whenever you need us. Until next time, dear ones, we are the Seraphim. Well, that message this week, very helpful, I think, to understand that through this transformation, comes great change and shift. And I don't know about anybody else, but I have experienced this. It's like I have to be very flexible because everything, the course just keeps changing and, and developing and and all of that. So hopefully that will help you to navigate this upcoming week as well as the year to come. Well, without further ado, I would love to and am excited for this guest that I have on this evening. You know, Daniel Gutierrez is an international business consultant, a motivational speaker, radio personality, and the author of Stepping into Greatness, Success is Up to You. While leveraging his experience, his infectious humor, and his deep belief that there is greatness in each of us, he has transformed businesses and individuals all over the world. And besides that, he's just a great down-to-earth guy, and I enjoyed talking to him before he came on. So welcome to the show, Daniel. I'm so happy that you joined us. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. 
Well, you know, the I, I just the angel message that came through this week, you know, we're we're talking about stepping into greatness and there's such mm-hmm. transformation change going on, you know, and, and so I'm looking at you know, uh, really looking forward to the journey in the future, you know, the things um that will evolve as time goes on. And um in preparing, you know, some questions for you as we start this discussion. I always like to have, you know, you know, people talk a little bit about their journey uh, <laughs> to now. Um, you don't have to give all of it, you know. There, you sound <laughs> like you've had journey. a fight. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you've had a, just all kinds of different experiences with your background being so diverse, which I can, yeah. I can actually uh, uh, resonate with that myself. So can you just share a little bit about kind of the, your background for the listeners? Sure, I'd love to. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I've, I've, I, I feel so blessed, CJ, to be where I'm at. And I I was just saying this to someone the other day, so I want to share it with your listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll be 50 this year. And to a lot of people, maybe that's significant, maybe it's not. You know, maybe it's the the black balloons over the hill thing. I don't know. But, 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 you know, I'm not there yet. (laughs) I'm almost there. But the reason it's, it's, it's so powerful for me and so beautiful for me is because all of the living males in my family tree are dead. Uh, most of my my brothers, my father, all died in their 20s. So I had two brothers that died in their 20s, and I had a father that died in his 20s. I never knew him. And so I didn't have the expectancy, CJ, that I was going to live. I just didn't think I was going to live out of my 20s. I just didn't see it happening. And to be reaching 50 and have a, an 11-year-old son and a great life, it's just it's just a joy, you know. It's a joy for me, and so my my journey kind of begins in a little bitty town called Midlothian, Texas. And no, it's not a disease. It's a little bitty town in the middle of Texas that I grew up in, and it was a quiet place where there were more cows than people. And I, I take people there because sometimes it's hard for them to believe that I did live in a little town, and that you know, with all the things that that um, sources blessed me with, and opportunities to lead. And to learn, and so I, I go from there to uh, you know uh, about the age of seventeen or eighteen, where you know what most people don't know is that at the age of seventeen I was a, li- a licensed Baptist minister, and uh, that is a, a sentence in itself. <laughs> but uh, I'll leave it at that for another show. But it was it was one of those things where I knew I was seeking something, I just didn't know what, and and so at that time it made sense for me to to follow that that uh, faith, and I did, and, and I studied Hebrew and Greek, and, you know, I found out that that wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. You know, you said something earlier that I thought was very important about the angels saying that, you know, especially now with all the shifts and changes, it's it's up to us to, to be um, liquid enough, I guess, to be able to make those moves right. and shifts and changes. It's almost tiring. It's almost physically tiring because you're constantly moving. But that's the way I felt throughout my entire life, CJ. I felt like... Um, you know, there was always a new road. I even wrote in my book that uh, um, God saw a beautiful vase in me when I would have settled for being an ashtray. It just <laughs> he, kept, he kept slamming that 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 um, the the uh, pot the uh, clay on on the potter's wheel to get the bubbles yeah. out. I was going, dude, I'm fine with an ashtray. We don't have to do this, you know. And so 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 I did that for a while. Then I went to you know, I got out of that. I got out of the, the ministry and. I was really lost. I didn't know what to do. Uh, so I just went along along my life, and, and just to kind of fast forward, I ended up working for a little company that most people know called Best Buy Electronics. And um, after getting out of college, I went there, and, and I worked for them for a long time. I, I helped build that company back when they were just 50 stores until, you know, now they're, they're worldwide. But, you know, when I left them, they had, um, I don't know, 37, 1,800 stores, something like that. Anyway, well, the, the story goes is that I I was pretty sad. In my biz, I was pretty set in that company because I was doing well and I'd been with them long enough and everything was going great. And, you know, one day I, I had another one of those awakening dreams and thoughts that said, you know, it's time for you to move on. It's time for you to, you know, be looking for your destiny. Go find your, your purpose. And uh, I literally walked in and, and, and quit. Now, for those of you that are listening that know anything about the stock market, I had stock at a dollar. <laughs> and that was probably one of the best performing stocks that had been on the stock market. And so I, I gave it all back. I gave everything back, and I walked away. Now, I'm going to just tell you right now, folks, I would never recommend that. <laughs> but that's what I did. And and it, what happened 15 years ago was 
that that I knew that I had to go do something, and I wanted to do what I'm doing today, but I didn't know what that was, see. I had no idea what that was, see. I didn't know, you know, I didn't I didn't have any mentors that were speakers. I didn't have any mentors that did what I'm doing. It was just like, a, let me go. Um, and it was a, quite a journey because a lot of things have happened since then uh, to get me where I am today, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about it throughout the hour. But one of the, you know, today, today uh, I have the, the, the honor and glory of leading people through spiritual journeys around the world. Um, you know, we went to Nepal last year and British Columbia. This year we're in Tibet and in Peru. And uh, I still stay connected with corporate America as I do business uh, in New York City, where I recently had the pleasure of being the president of a very prestigious organization for a few years. And I still serve as an advisor to the Department of White House personnel for President Obama. And you know what? I still serve people. That's the one thing I learned about this whole journey getting to where I'm at, that if I wasn't serving people, I was miserable. And so following my own instinct to want to make money, because I grew up really poor, yeah. uh, always served to get me in the wrong place. Well, because along the journey, when we were talking before the show, you know, at one point, you you know, and you might have just been speaking to this, you know, you, you lost 90% of your income, oh, you know, and gosh. we, and, and, when you told me that, when we were talking about it before the show, you know, so many people are faced with, you know, uh, reversals, setbacks, you know, or in your case, you know, God didn't want an ashtray. And, and I kind of <laughs> chuckled. I kind of chuckled because in my own journey, you know, because I have a variety of backgrounds, you know, built a uh, web development company from the ground up, you know, so we, we both have these very renaissance kind of backgrounds, you know, right. we've done all these different things because we, we're seekers, we know that there's something and we go after it. Um, but, you know, for people out there listening and why I love bringing inspirational people is like, you know, life doesn't have to be, it's okay, this is the path we're going to go and it's going to stay that way. In fact, I think it's even richer, um, you know, especially congratulations reaching 50, you know, uh, almost. And uh, almost. I'm 43, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm creeping up right behind you. Um, but, you know, there were many times in my life that, you know, it just, I've just made these very sudden shifts, or it's been quite dramatic like that. I think I didn't have to be back then for me right. either. But, you know, what did you learn the most, though, through that kind of early on, you know, reversal where everything just said, you know, you sort of have everything, and then all of a sudden you're well, back? Well, the time I lost 90%, the interesting thing about it was is that, you know, I left, I left Best Buy, went to do my own thing, and I was very successful, and I was serving – Corporate America, meaning I was a high-paid keynote speaker. I was always being booked. I always had. I never advertised. I was just blessed with the business. But I was always speaking on topics that they wanted me to speak on, not what I wanted to speak on. So even though I was speaking uh, motivationally speaking, uh, you know, uh, I was still feeling like I was I was speaking on topics they wanted me to speak on. So anyway, my business had grown, and and. When the stock market went bad a few years back, everyone knows when that was, um, I lost 90% of my income in one month. Like, I couldn't ah. believe that. I, I, I mean, I mean, like, gone. Like, all this business that I had set up was gone. All, I mean, some of the clients I was doing business with on Wall Street were, di disappeared. <laughs> they weren't even businesses anymore. And I won't even mention them, but they weren't even there anymore. And I remember sitting in my office. At the time, I had a nice office, and I'm looking at my office, and I'm looking around the walls, and I'm thinking, gosh. I said, God, how can I be so accomplished and so well-known and so broke all at the same time? What happened? What happened? That What happened to me? And you know what I realized in that moment? Because, you know, it's funny when things like that happen. Now, you and I are very similar in that we've tried a lot of things, so we know how to get back up and go, right? We don't sit there long because we know that's that's not good either. And so I, right. but this time I decided, what is really what your heart's desire is, Daniel. What is it you really want to do? And and I was scared to even say the word spirituality. I mean, because I was afraid that they would kick me out of corporate and they'd never hire me back, and that's where my money was coming from. And I remember the day when I said, all right, God, here we are again, and you're asking me to do something, and you know, they're gonna, you know I'm going to run out of money, you know this is not going to work, and yet I feel compelled to follow it. 
So I made a deal. I'm always making deals with God. I made a deal, and I said, all right, let's do this. I said, so no more corporate business. I'm just going to do my thing. And I don't even, CJ, I didn't even know what that meant, do my thing. I said, okay, <laughs> I'm a very well-known speaker, and what do I do? Well, you know what happened? And this is what happened. I, I, I changed. I, I followed that. And I think this is the thing that, that, that I want people to hear is, is that I was willing to follow my intuition. I was I was willing to follow that little voice in my head that was saying, please do this, rather than discount it as it being me being crazy. I was willing to use my, my gut instinct to say this is the right thing to do because it makes me feel so good. I just don't know how I'm earthly going to be able to do it. And I don't think that we ever have to worry about the how. we got to be committed to the journey. And the how shows up every single time. And so for me, I said, okay, let's do that. And the next day, I got a call from a guy who was hosting a spiritual um, master's gathering in, in um, San Diego. And I was like, what? I'd never heard of this business. I'd never heard about people speaking. And all these great people from The Secret were speaking. And I was like, well, so what? You know, and, and, and so, of course, you know, there's this little voice going, Daniel, so what? The door just opened. <laughs> Go through it. Wow. So, anyway, <laughs> yeah, push come to shove. I, I did start... Uh, um, speaking more in spiritual terms, having been a minister, I kind of know all the right words and how to stay out of trouble by making sure that I don't um, offend anybody. But the thing that was magical was is that I had said I wouldn't do any business with corporate unless I was able to speak who I was. And the doors kept, they still kept coming. And they had no problem with me being me. They had no problem with me talking about authentic leadership as it pertains to the fruits of the Spirit and compassion, understanding, understand, you know, transparency and authenticity. And, and so my business began to grow in a different direction, and I was a lot happier. But I had to really begin to really understand the principles that I teach today of, of realizing that I am one with Source and that, that the power that we have as individuals to co-create this world is so magnificent that it's not even funny. You know, when we're willing, though, to, to follow that gut instinct, and, you know, yeah, a lot of people say, gosh, I, you know, the days of our, our fathers and mothers and grandparents li- working somewhere for 70 years, just gone. Yeah. That's gone. And, and now in order for us to be happy, and I think because more and more uh, we are being called, as you said earlier, about the energies in, this, in, the, in the world, we're being called to, to learn this new way of cooperating versus competing with each other. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, is, it is a new way. And so I have to tell you that for me, it, it took a setback for me to, to uh, course correct. It was course correction for me, you know. And so that that's, you know what, follow your gut instinct. And we all have it, but most of us work, we don't, uh, we work against it, and then we wish we hadn't. Well, and, and you know, before we, you know, move on to kind of the next, you know, phase of your journey, what I really love that you just said that I want to emphasize is, the how is not important when we commit to the journey, whether it even just whether it's a calling, you know, something we really feel with our intuition that we're meant to do. It's all the, we get hung up on those details, don't we? But when we commit, and I like that because even though I may have had to course correct a lot, <laughs> you know, as I'm kicking and screaming, bargaining with God too, you know. It's like, you want me to do what? You know, it's like when the angel showed up 13 years ago, I'm going to do what? You want me to do what? <laughs> and um, But committing to the journey, you know, committing to the journey if we need to heal things, if we need to see things about ourselves, you know. So so here you are, you've seamlessly transitioned, you know. What I love is when we do commit to the journey, Daniel, right, the opportunities come, just like the very next day when you – right. And we really can trust that. And, yeah, it, and that's magic. That, that's what I call it magic. And we it experience is. it when we decide to go there, right? Yes, we do. Absolutely. And so – so, so at this point, after the reversal, and, you know, I always say that, you know, uh, God will knock your knees right out from underneath you if he needs to. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it does reversals that we were just touching on t- through telling of your story are opportunities to really look at what's going on, you know, what's really working. And, again, what, like you said, speaking your truth, being authentic, t- you know, all of these things enrich you as well as the people. 
right? There's a mm-hmm. balance of what you receive from the work that you're doing and what others receive from it. So Absolutely. I just think it's a beautiful thing. But I love that. Commit to the journey. My new mantra. Can everybody commit to the journey? Yeah. Um, because because it really does, even though it seems very simple, I know it's not easy to commit to the yourself, the journey, the whole, whole nine yards. Um, it's so true. And so let's talk now a little bit then about uh, your book, Stepping into Greatness. You know, what kind of dismay, uh, how'd that book come about? Well, there's a, a couple of reasons why the book was written. Um, and it was a journey to self discovery for me to write that book because half of the book is. Uh, kind of an autobiography, and the second half is kind of how I led my life to get where I was at that point. You know, life has changed a lot quite since then. Um, Mm -hmm. But I wrote the book. The main reason I wrote that book was because, as I shared a few minutes ago, my father was killed in a car accident when I was five. I never knew him. I never knew him. And when when my son was born, I was afraid that something might happen. He would never know me. So I wanted to write my story so if anything ever happened to me, he could read my book and know who Dad was, at least up to that point. And that was one of the reasons. The other reason why I wrote the book was because I was becoming more and more successful, and people were becoming more and more uh, cynical in the sense that they were saying, oh, he was he was you know fed with a silver spoon, all those crazy things, you know, success overnight <laughs> type things, and, and it really bothered me. It really bothered me. So I wanted people to know that I'm just like them. Right. That that I have shared the same heartaches. I've walked down some crazy paths. I'm not proud of where I've been, but I don't regret a single thing, you know. And so the book was was designed. And many people read the book, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, did you have to say all that?" I said, "But if I didn't, it wouldn't have given you permission to be okay." I said, "I wanted you to know that my path has been less than easy." And yet, right. at the same time, I was always willing to take a look around and find, the, you know, an opportunity to do better, even when I was in my darkest days. And so the book um, was written for, you know, to help people. And, you know, was it last year? It came in, the second edition came out. And, 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 and I've been really, I, and you're an author, too, so you know the, mm-hmm. the joy of having someone in, you know, some country that you would never even dream of write you and say, thank you for inspiring me. I'm just like, wow, thank you, God, for letting me be a a vessel for that person. Um, and, you know, and the whole time I was writing it, I was going, who am I? Who's going to listen to this? <laughs> but that was another journey for me. That was another opportunity for me to realize that, again, uh, I got, you know, a nudge to say, just start writing. And, and I didn't even know. I mean, i got to be honest with you. When I was in high school, I mean, they, they told me I would amount to nothing. You know, and, and I couldn't, I don't even think I got a, maybe a D or F in language arts or in English, and I remember my first paper in college, I wrote a, uh, an essay, uh, William Blake essay, William Blake the Chimney Sweeper, and I remember getting it back, I had never seen so much red ink in my life, I think she went through two pens grading my paper, but it was an A-, minus. and I said to her, I said, I don't get it, I've never seen so much red ink in my life, and, and yet it's an A-, minus. She goes, she goes, Daniel, you're an incredible storyteller. You absolutely knew what you were wanting to say. Your grammar is hopeless. You know, and, <laughs> well, that's what editors are for. <laughs> so, and then she says you can always hire editors. Boy, was she right. <laughs> that is so true. That is yep, so true. So, so they fixed the little problems. But anyway, so that's why I wrote the book. And, and, it's, and, and you know, it's been a great journey to be that raw and that open and that authentic with the world, uh, even though I got to be honest with you, we were talking about being standing in your truth requires that you're willing to stand in your truth even when others attack you with it. Right. And, and I was attacked uh, running in for positions. Uh, people saying, "Well, look what he did when he was in his twenties." I'm going, "Oh my God, really? That was 20 years ago." But they did, and I knew they would use it, and, and it was okay because in every situation where I was either running for a position or I was trying to get some, I won. Because I stayed in my truth and said, it's, it, it's whatever you're feeling or, or objecting to is your own stuff. It's not mine. Right. And, you know, it's, it's um, you know, what I really like about because I have not had an opportunity to read your book. So I'm finishing the, no, you know, the first novel, uh, Angel Style. But, um, you know, something that 
uh, people are always telling me and what I always want to convey myself to the people out there is I have not had an easy life. Nothing was ever handed to me either. And so when I'm doing my teaching shows where it's just me teaching, I want, I'm just a regular person. I, I have an right. innate ability to pick myself up by the bootstraps, you know, so right. very self-motivated person. But I've been through, uh, you know, so much. And if I can do that, you know, that's part of the show and all the other stuff I do is to inspire others to say, listen, I've been homeless. Most people probably don't know that. But transparency and just being real and saying, you know, I'm just a regular person. I appreciate that about you. You know, I appreciate that that's shared in your book. Thank you. But it, just, uh, it, it does it, expose it you. But you know, <laughs> no, it is because you're 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 being becoming vulnerable to the people right. that you're trying to serve. And um, but that's a wonderful thing, and it's an endearing thing, and I, I know people appreciate that. For, you know, I don't teach anything that I haven't tried out myself either, because <laughs> right. yeah, it, it's there's no, I won't have this as strong a connection with the lessons that I learn. Mm-hmm. So I just I appreciate that about uh, you, and I, I think we'll be friends for a long time. I just I feel I like so. we already know each other anyway. <laughs> that's right. So yeah, I felt, right. I, I really I have felt that I connection with you. Well, when you and I first spoke, um, you mentioned, you know, this wonderful phrase. I love, I love some of the things that you say. You mentioned that stepping into our greatness is really like expanding the bubble to see the truth of who we are. And as the world's now shifting and we're shifting along with it and in having to be flexible and fluid, as you said, you know, what, what do you think? feel like we truly to truly expand you know and, and expand that bubble to, how do we do that to see the truth well, of who there, we are? There, i want to share that but i want to share with folks first that mm-hmm. um there is there is nothing in, in, in my experience and what i teach there's nothing that is isn't already at the fingertips of our awareness everything that we could possibly desire is at the fingertips of our awareness and 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 being able to understand that, that we are just like the rays of the sun are not separate from God, neither are we. Just like the rays of the sun are not separate from the sun, neither are we, from God. And and that is the basic premise of, I think, the work that I do about stepping into your greatness and realizing that everything is already there. There's no there, The only thing we're doing in today's time is remembering that, that connection. Mm-hmm. We're waking up and remembering that that we are that powerful, that we are that wholesome, that we are that forgiving, that we are that compassionate, and that we are that loving, and always have been. So we're starting to remember that and starting to really resonate with this incredible energies that the angels were talking about, incredible uh, light that is being shined on our world today and, and, and all of the galaxies and all the universes. you know. And, and sometimes it only takes for us to... To, to learn how to expand our awareness, to expand the ability to, to expand beyond our humanness, beyond our human experience, this bubble that, that is surrounding us, the reality of you, where the lavish abundance, the omnipresence universe, the omnipresence of, of source is, is always there. And for us to just be able to stand in a place and expand that. It's kind of like having a, a bubble around you, like, you know, if you can see a little force field. And our human experience only allows us to see what we've experienced. Wow. When I finally got that, I said, well, then I haven't experienced very much. I know there's <laughs> right. More, right? I, because there's there's so much more out there that I desire. And, and the only thing I really have to do, this is where, where the magic starts to come in and in, in, in understanding how we actually reveal the true nature of our abundance, the true nature of our prosperity. And, and that is by just literally uh, sitting still and, and, and seeing this force field, almost like the, you know, the, the boy in the bubble thing, you know, just pushing that bubble out far enough where your desires become encapsulated in that bubble, not outside of it. You know, and I have this mantra, I say, oh, you know, oh, God, help me, help me dream so big that only you can help me. Expand my boundaries that I may see what I have not seen. Help me experience what I not that I have, what I have not experienced because I know that I know that everything I could possibly desire is at the fingertips of my awareness. Please help me see that, and it always happens. It always right. happens. 
because it's already there. And a real quick example of how that works, my mother bought a car recently. I don't even know what it was, but she was all excited about buying it. And she calls me up. She says, Dan, I got this new car, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, yeah, that's great. She goes, but you know what's funny? I said, what, Mom? Everybody's got one. I said, no, Mom. Everybody always had one. But because you never experienced it, you couldn't see it. It's always right. been there. And that's an easy way to kind of share what I'm what I'm talking about right now. Right. When you step into your greatness, you're stepping into the truth, the truth of who you are. You are remembering that you are one with source, just like the rays of the sun are a part of the sun. They're never separated. We move, right. but that's different. And, uh, you know, a lot of the teaching that I've done around this idea, you know, this illusion of separation, um, you know, we... We all share that, you know, and through things that happen, not in this, what I, I kind of consider when our bubble is really small that we're over identifying with the external events, like I am this and this is me kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to see outside, like you said, or expand that bubble to incorporate more information, you know, it's always out, right outside of our awareness. Uh, like your mom, you know, it's like it was always there. Um, there's even a little situation in my novel talking about, you know, noticing a light fixture like it was just never there. You just never, it was not part of your awareness, you know. And you were so looking at the smaller details or, or things like, you know, that you well, were. you were in your head. Yeah. You weren't even, you well, weren't that's a good way to, at all. Right. All in, you know, being in, being in completely in our head rather than our heart. Mm. So true. And so, you know, before the show, when we were talking um, just about, you know, things you learned, I've learned, you know, that we really must do to be able to step into our greatness, to expand that bubble uh, around us from being this little tiny compact thing to this infinite, right, infinite, you know, bubble. There's uh, several things, and one of them actually was in the angel message that we had been talking about. But, you know, we were talking about things, you know, being able to really listen Right. Um, and, and so forth. So let's talk about a, you know, a few of those key things about stepping into our greatness. You know, the thing about listening is really important because um, recently, uh, two weeks ago, and, and I decided that I wanted to do a what they call a tour de Palm Springs, and um, you know, I didn't, I wasn't attracted to the 26 mile run uh, ride, which may have made more sense. And I was a little fearful that I would get back at night if I went on the 100. So I decided in my infinite wisdom that maybe 55 would do. Now, the interesting thing about that is is that I just got this this idea that I should go out and go, and, and it was like, really? 55 miles? And I've never been to Palm Springs. How far is it? Right? I'm going, <laughs> you know, and I'm driving out there in a snowstorm, you know, and I'm going, what am I doing? And And you know what? I'm still listening. But the thing that was interesting is, is that i got to let your listeners know is that I had not been on my bike for two years. And I had not had a chance to work out in two weeks because I had injured my back and I was waiting for it to heal. And I'm still going out there to ride this 55-mile race. And I start off this race, and uh, the first 13 miles were uphill against 30-mile-an-hour winds in the cold weather with sand hitting you in the face. We're in the desert, remember? Oh, boy. <laughs> and, and I thought to myself, you got to be kidding me, right? I mean, they probably thought I was crazy because I'm talking to whoever's there, God, angels, anybody that was willing to be there at that moment to keep me company. I was going, really? And and so I, I pushed through that and, and I began to remember who I am and that the physical body, this is, this is exciting, listen to this, 99.99999% versus 0.00001% is the difference between magic and not. That is the difference in energy, one hundred, one almost 100% energy. is 99.9999 is pure energy. That is pure energy can be called anything, God, Yahweh. It is what is, the source. And that 0.0001 is physical matter. And at that moment, I had a choice to decide whether the physicality of my where I was at at the moment was going to overtake the power and understanding that I knew was was true source and energy. And I tied into that. I listened to that. I tied into that. And I turned a corner. Uh, and, and there was I, I don't think I've ever been so happy after hitting 1301. <laughs> and, was, and, and the wind was to my back. 
And 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 you know what? At 37 miles, both my my quads were just burning. They were cramping up so bad I couldn't walk. And and I just remembered lo- looking up into the sky at the beauty of the snow-capped mountains, at the at the crispness of the air, and realizing how grateful I was that I had lakes to ride because there were people there that didn't. They were using their arms to do the whole race. Wow. And that, you know, and I believe that when we look and listen we begin to realize just how blessed we are. And, and I know that I'm constantly paying attention to what's going on around me because I know that, you know, as I saw these people that were literally using their arms, well, there were times where I could barely get myself to go up the hill. And these people were there with their arms, giving it all they have. And I would, and I, that would just remind me to say, Daniel, you should be grateful you're on this bike. You and know, there's times and you got to so, say, quit whining. It could be like yeah. that. <laughs> and they weren't upset. They were doing it, right? You know, you could right, tell they, they were in pain. But, but I think that's part of being in the now, you know. And, and this mm-hmm. is what we were saying earlier about t- being on the journey. It's important to be on the journey. But not just be on the journey for the sake of being on the journey. You have to right. be present. You have mm-hmm. to be in the now. You have to be willing to realize that source, God, universe, whatever you choose to call it, energy, cannot and will not help you until you take that step because you cannot possibly reveal to you what it is you're supposed to do if you're not willing to take it. There's so many stories out there about people, you know, want to win the lottery, but they won't buy a ticket. If you don't, if you don't play, then you can't win, you know, and it's the same thing with life. It's like, you just got to take that next step and be in the now. And I know that we as human beings have this innate ability. Now listen, every single one of you listening here today, listen to this. Every single one of you listening here tonight guarantee you, you are a master manifester at bringing the past into the present moment. Who would disagree? We as human beings have this, this innate ability to live in the past. We're yep. constantly trying to redirect, refix, not get involved, I mean, you name it. And the magic is not there. The magic is in the now. So imagine, if that's true and you believe that, what it would be like if you brought the future into the present moment. Because that's possible too. Right. When you spend more time bringing that into the now, the right here, right now, then life becomes a whole different picture rather than crucifying ourselves with the regrets of yesterday and the fears of tomorrow. And so being and in the now is so important. And that's something that, you know, about two years ago, the seraphim said, okay, you're working on this. Past no more, you know, open to the future possibility. you got to be in the now because it takes practice. There's so much that can happen. Well, that's why they call it a spiritual practice, right? (laughs) Right. No, it's like you could sit on the – to me, you know, the real practice is my everyday life. I will admit that I do spend – I do, you know, I I do spend time in in prayer and meditation. But I – you know, and even though I I study with all these Buddhist teachers, you know, they're always saying there's no substitute for time on the cushion, you know. Um, But there's there's a meditative quality, though, I think, in the now moment when you are in that space – of acceptance, of listening, of the you know the present moment where all of our power is, you mm-hmm. know, and to me, that's a very practical practice. It's something absolutely essential to to reach a liberation from our suffering, from those you know knowing we're not separate, of, of sort of crossing the threshold of that or making it to your fifty-five mile finish line. You know, it's mm. it, it absolutely requires. Yeah, and and there were other things, reasons for you to be there. Not only what you were taught, you know, through that experience, but then there were other things that happened too. And when we don't listen, we miss opportunities a lot mm-hmm. for some other intersection, you know, with an, an important person along the journey. Or so if we go, oh no, I just I, I don't want to do that. Oh, that's too hard, you know. We start getting mental about that intuition is when we. Or just deny ourselves something marvelous, I think. Yeah, and I think the other thing that that I I I wanted to keep in check, I guess, in, in, for myself, was that you know I live I live in a world and in a business and a practice where I'm constantly asking people to challenge themselves. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't I'm kind of like what you said earlier, kind of going back to what you said about I don't ask people to do anything I wouldn't do. Right. You know, and and they were all following me. I I got to be honest with you though. There was a moment there where I thought, gosh, the headlines are going to read motivator quit. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I said, you got into this, now you have to finish. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, you know, obviously in life there's um, many, many obstacles that keep us from stepping. And I like that stepping into greatness, too, because like you said, we have to we got we got to take an action we, we got to do action yeah yeah and act on these things that we hear and 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 listen to and and all of that um you know but the things that i often talk about on this show are you know working on these areas like our fear like fears you know we can have fear and i do want to talk about fear of the, of one of the greatest obstacles i think because um you know it's what we do when we and I teach this too, you know, it's not a, about eradicating fear. I think we're human. No. We're going to have fear. We're going to say, and well, And it can't be good for you. Right. And so, but navigating that fear and what we, what are, what steps we choose, right? Once we're faced with those fears. And, and so what are some of the things that you suggest to people when they encounter fear or they start doubting fear. themselves, you know? Yeah, fear. Uh, people get into fear, doubt, and disbelief when they're not tied to awareness, understanding, and knowledge of who they are and what they're about. They, they get into fear, doubt, and disbelief because of what I was talking about earlier, that, that we, we know what we've experienced, and we're master manifestors of the past. And so we're, when we get into fear, doubt, and disbelief, we're, we're in that fear because we've, we've experienced it before. And, and it comes up, and, and we bring it back into existence again. Rather than being into this knowledge, awareness, and understanding of who we really are and how, you know, and how powerful we can be when we're able to not, you know, some fear is good. You know, you don't want to jump off a bridge or when you get that instinct that somebody may be following you, you know, that fear is good. It's there to protect you. But when fear is coupled with the ego, that's where we go astray. Right. Is when the ego starts to work with the fear to manipulate your mind and manipulate you to not do something, that is not from source. The only thing that comes from source is love. That's it. Right. So if it's not love, then you're in your head. <laughs> right. And that's why people don't get where they want to go, because they want to be right about what they believe. And what prices do you pay for your need to be right? You don't get where you want to go, and you get to sit back and watch everybody else win. And that's that's right. that's when fear, is, you know, we got to work with it. We got to work with that and say, you know what? What is fear? You know, I, I watched a movie last night. And I don't know if you watched this movie, but if you haven't, I would encourage you to watch it. It was called We Bought a Zoo. And oh, I would have never, yeah, I know, I would have never watched it except my son said, oh, let's watch it. It's about animals and stuff. Uh, you know what? But the main message was, and this is why I'm, I'm glad this came up. The main message was it only takes twenty seconds of unbridled, courageous courage to push through what you need to push through can you can you act from 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 courage for 20 seconds just crazy courage to see what what the possibilities would be where in your life right now those that are listening right now do you need that to have that 20 seconds of courage to push through and they were showing that the courage for a little boy to tell a girl he loved her and how different that whole relationship was because he took that step in that right. 20 seconds, he, he transformed his life. How many of us need to just push through that fear just for 20 seconds and realize that it was all in our head? We made it all up. We made it all up. And that's that's how I think that we deal with fear. And, and for me, goodness gracious, I mean, all the th crazy things I've done and the things I've had the opportunity to do, there was always fear. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a polished speaker, and I still almost throw up before every speech. But oh, that's, that's so not, funny! Be not funny that you almost throw up. Pardon <laughs> me, but um, I everyone's always like, "Gosh, you're so good talking to people." Da, 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 and I said, "I get butterflies every time I get on stage." Yep. Well, every that's, time. That's a good speaker, though. That's not someone who's yeah. too overconfident. Yeah. yeah so that's what I, I do. Fear. Twenty seconds of courage. If you got something, I, mean, I would encourage everybody listening right now, go do it. Go find that one thing you need the courage in, whether to say I love you, whether to say this is over, whether to say I, I deserve this, whether you deserve more, or whether you're settling for something you know is wrong. Have the courage to walk away or have the courage to say yes. Your life will change. Your right. life will change. And you take, you know, take, 
take that risk to see what's on the other side. Yeah. Because while that thing's sitting in front of you and you're afraid of it, you're you're not moving. <laughs> you know, it's just it's there. And and also, you know, something I learned again from the seraphim was, you know, when you you mentioned, um, you know, we we so vehemently our ego doesn't want to be wrong about something or, or see something incorrectly. And, you know, the root of my own healing, my own awakening, the day that these 13 show up, is I had to be willing to admit to myself that I had an incorrect view, Mm. perception of what had been going on for three months that I felt sorry for myself and I couldn't get out of bed, you know. And um, it's okay because... Our perception to me is meant to change, to shift over time. We get new information, new awarenesses. And there have been many times that I've abandoned the view because I realized that I had been incorrect. Mm. You know, that it just, now now it was not what I had, you know, I had, I thought it would be uh, right. or, or was perceiving it as. No big deal, but it can become a big deal. It can create these fears, like you said, you know, not uh, able to move into those, I like that, 20 seconds of courage. I'm going to have to borrow a lot of your phrases. In everyday life, you know, just having these conversations, like, I just, I absolutely love that. Yeah, yeah, you know, when fear paralyzes you, you've lost control. Fear can paralyze people, and it does, through overanalyzation or, or just, just flat-out fear. When you're paralyzed and you can no longer take that step on the journey, it's no good for you anymore. You got to stop. You got to stop, and and that's when you go back to, hey, what is it I have to do? And think about it. Only twenty seconds. Push through it. And and I I've done that all my life, and and it's just been incredible, wonderful, um, to just push through those things, only to find out that I made it all up. It <laughs> you make, we make up stories. We do. It, it wasn't. It didn't even exist. Yeah, yeah. And then I go, wow, really? And, and and the only difference between maybe us and someone else is people always ask me, what's the difference between you and everybody else? Nothing except that I'm more aware of who I am and, and my tendencies, and I push through them faster. That's all. I still have the same feelings everybody else does, and I get angry, and I get sad, mad, and indifferent, and everything else, and then I realize, well, how silly was that? And I go back to gratitude and love. I go back to gratitude and love all the time. And the more you practice that, the more you can bring yourself back to the now, like you yeah, said. Yeah, into quicker. the quicker, yeah, into the now, that's right. And now things kind of just sort of, some things that I get triggered on, it's just like uh, it arises. Pro- you can get to the point where it arises, you process it, you accept it, you release it, you go back. Move on. Yeah. Move on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and most of it is just, you know, eventually on my own journey, Quite frankly, because I, I, most people don't know, you know, I, I had debilitating anxiety as a child. I've had all kinds of these issues uh, mentally my whole life. And um, having been there, though, I'm grateful for that. I understand and have, you know, a much uh, connection to people who struggle with anxiety, being overwhelmed all the time and, and all of that. Um, but, you know, learning uh, through that process as I started to be liberated from that, right, looking at my things my mom was trying to convince me of and all of this, it's like things just sort of was like, okay, this is over here. I'm suffering. I don't feel like that anymore, right? And and, and so there's a choice. It's, you know, we always have a choice, but right. I think the more we commit to our own journey, healing, you know, understanding ourselves, and like you said, our tendencies. Everybody has tendencies to, to do this or that. It's just part, you know, it's part of us. <laughs> Um, whether, you know, one thing's going to trip your trigger more than something for somebody else, you know, and just realizing that we do have that choice and we do have that ability to, to transcend the fear um, and, you know, desire to move from, from our heart instead of our mind because mind mm. mind's just so tricky. The heart is pure and simple to me. Well, the the... the the ego uses the mind and the heart. When the ego and the mind are together, not a whole lot comes out of that that's good for you. When the ego and the heart get together, I mean, excuse me, when the mind and the heart get together, then, you know, I always ask people when they're in trouble, what would your soul say? What would your heart say if you, if you ask that question? Not your mind. Your mind and your ego are going to go at it. 
because that's what you're used to doing. But you're right. It's just like, you know, what would my heart say? I mean, and it had, you know, when you think about technology today and the fact that we've spent trillions and trillions of dollars studying the brain, had we studied the heart in the same manner, then we would have clearly been in a different place in our world. Because the heart emanates 30, 30, 75 feet of energy away from a personal body versus the brain's three feet. And so it's it's really about getting back to your heart, getting out of your head and getting into your heart and, and asking your heart that question. Whoa, but that's scary. That's that's where the you know you start to have fear and you have vulnerability. And, okay, so then be happy where you're at and move on. <laughs> you know, I mean, what do you want to do? If you want to be – you know what? Here, listen, this is the magic to – to connect into 99.9999% energy. Here's the magic. Feelings and emotions plus thoughts equals state of being. Feelings and emotions plus thoughts equals state of being. When your feelings and emotions are tied with the right thoughts, it creates a new state of being as if you just shed a skin. And when you're in that space where your thoughts and your feelings are connected to are connected and your emotions are completely connected in alignment with each other in other words you're not you're not feeling bad but thinking positive or thinking positive and, and having bad you know bad thoughts it you're one hundred percent it creates a new state of being we've all been there, and we are connected to that universal source that automatically brings into our life brings into our life or we attract it attracts it to it. Whatever the desire is that you're wanting. That new state of being is 100% vibration, 100% connection. Every single one of us have felt it at one time or another and then wondered why we couldn't go back because we're not in alignment. And that's how you get in alignment. And that comes from the heart. That does not come from the mind. Right. Right. And they're learning so much more about about our heart, certainly, and how it actually leads the you know, leads the brain, like you said, it's 75 feet field. That, that's when we're in our heart. And that's and all measuring things. so far. It could be more. Yeah, that's all they yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Dan, I have loved our discussion tonight, and I really... <laughs> Me too. Uh, you're doing a lot of stuff. I know you teach and all of that. Uh, give you a few minutes, you know, uh, we have a few minutes left of the show, but give yep. you a little bit to, to tell people about what you're up to as sure, well as how they can learn to. more info. I, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I, I would love for everyone to just go to my website. It's www.danielgutierrez.com, and I'll spell that for you. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-G-U-T-I-E-R-R-E-Z.com. I'm almost 50, and I still misspell it, so don't feel bad. Um, <laughs> my own name. Uh, listen, I'm doing some great things there. Uh, I want you to go there. There's a free gift for all your listeners there. It's on the front page. You'll see it. Um, and one of the things I really want you to pay attention to is that I do these global events. I have an event going to Peru in July, and I take people on spiritual journeys. So we're going to do Machu Picchu. We're going to visit with some shamans. Uh, I'm going to teach in some of the places. We're going to go see what was it like for the Incas during that time. And then in September... My birthday month, my 50th birthday month, I'm leading another group on a pilgrimage to Tibet. And we've gotten our licenses through the Chinese government to do this. We're going to, we're going to go on a pilgrimage to Mount Kalesh, which is, uh, and Lake Mansovad, which are two of the sacred places for the Dalai Lama. And it's going to be an incredible, we're going to do some tents, some hiking. That trip is a little bit tougher, so you have to be, you know, ask your doctor if you can do the elevation stuff. But you know what? These trips are so amazing. We went to Nepal last year, uh, and um, uh, we chartered a private plane, and we flew over of a Mount Everest and 22 of the highest mountains in the world, and it was a clear day, a clear day. And so I encourage you to, to just kind of go there. Everything about me is there, what I'm up to, what I'm doing. Um, and, and, you know, gosh, I really, really appreciate all you listeners uh, for giving me the opportunity to, to be with you here tonight. I know you have a choice in who you want to listen to. And, CJ, you're, you're a blessing. I, I look forward to getting to know you better. Oh, me too, dear. Well, thank you so much for being on the show this evening, and I'm sure we'll be talking soon. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, everybody listening, you know, it's about all the time we have this evening. And, you know, I just want to reiterate everything that's been shared in this show. There's a good guidebook moving forward, especially with the energies of 2013. I know that there's a big...
big momentous wave and waves of this frequency coming in. And uh, next week, we'll, I'll actually be welcoming Michelle Hauschens back for discussion about these new frequencies, what they are, uh, how we can, how they can affect us, how we can tap into them, and move along with this wonderful shift. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to having her on the show next time. I know there were a couple of callers I didn't get to, so my apologies. Uh, I know the producer will give you my email. I'd be happy to give you an angel message, okay? So until next time, dear friends, remember to be angelic to yourselves so that you can become an angel to others. And know that you are powerful beyond measure and that it's time to step into your greatness. Take care and have a wonderful week, you guys. And talk to you next week.